Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and what what a journey it's been these last few days. I'm currently recording this at like 7.30 a.m. Sunday, the day before its release, <laughs> in my little closet. Um, I have my microphone balanced on a pillow. My cat is currently meowing outside the door. I don't know if you can hear her. But overall, guys, I am thriving. Uh, I've mentioned this, you know, in probably like another intro, I'm sure, and on Instagram, but um, the move to Austin has been crazy uh, in good ways and bad ways and all the ways. (laughs) It was everything I needed. I feel so much like clearer down here. I just feel the sense of freedom. I really think it's going to be like the catalyst for me to fully recover you know from all my disordered eating past and to just fully like sit with and be with all the crazy ass emotions I've never dealt with you know grief and depression um and so I think it'll be great for that at the same time though like it is a big shift right and now it's like I've got um financial stress added on and also like it can be lonely at times I've never lived alone in my entire life um As you guys know, if you know my story, I did not go to college, so I've just been at home, and you know, I am a homebody, I guess. Like, I I love it here. I feel so safe and secure in my apartment, and for the most part, I do enjoy being alone, right? Like, I think many of us are that way, but I also, you know, like, there's just the moments where you're like, I just wish I had someone here with me, you know, to like cook dinner with. Or to sit on the couch with and relax, even though I don't have a couch yet. (laughs) Or I guess in that sense, like go sit out on the balcony and just like watch the city with. There's just like little moments where if you've lived at home or if you're used to living with friends or even a significant other, when you suddenly don't have that, like, wow, what a shift. (laughs) It takes a lot. And I think what's been interesting is that I'm starting to really really look at the loneliness, loneliness, (laughs) what a word to say so early in the morning. Um, I'm really starting to look at it with new eyes, right? Like before I always associated being lonely with a bad thing. Um, It was something that I wanted to avoid. To me, being alone, being lonely meant like facing everything I didn't want to face in the moment. So Maybe that was like depression or anxiety or how I thought about myself, right? Like all the ugly truths that are in our mind oftentimes come up when we're lonely because in that moment, it's like our defenses come down. We don't have anything distracting us. We don't have anything like keeping us from those things. And so to me, like the idea of loneliness has always been scary. I don't like it, you know? Um, I like being alone, but I would always be alone and working or doing something, right? Like to distract. And I think that's how many of us um, 
you know, we tell ourselves we like to be alone. We tell ourselves we're an extreme introvert. But in reality, we like those things when we're distracted or when we have something to do. Um, but true loneliness, I think, is something that not many people would be willing to face. And so what I've started to realize is, um, like, there's a difference, right? And I've kind of mentioned both words before, but there is a difference between being alone physically and feeling like the emotional phenomena (laughs) of loneliness. Uh, And for me, I've started to really look at that because, yes, I am alone in my apartment (laughs) physically, but I also have a dog and three cats here. And mind you, like they are emotional support. So perhaps I need to start remembering that, right? And when I start to feel alone, um, I, I can draw on them for strength, right? Or another aspect is that I literally live in a city. Like there are people walking by my window up until like two in the morning and as early as five in the morning. Like there are people everywhere around here. And I love that. I love people watching. I love how there's always like some sort of noise um, and not in like a bad way, right? Like it could just be like the, the soft noise of someone walking by my window or sometimes it's the loud noise of drunkards <laughs> stumbling along underneath my window. Either way though, there's just like such a liveliness to it. But I think, you know, in a sense that also draws, that also creates that emotional mental loneliness of when there's people all around you and they're with others and they're laughing and talking and walking around and just enjoying life or so it seems and then you're separate from them you're up in your high tower (laughs) aka my apartment even though it's only a second floor (laughs) and my balcony is like probably 20 feet off the ground if even um still though it's like you're up in your high tower and you can't you can't reach all of that liveliness around you right and so i think it's been this weird paradox of in a way like i am physically alone but i'm also not and that not so much physical alone aloneness of living in such a highly populated area is also what's driving the harder to deal with a mental and emotional sensation of loneliness. And I'm not saying this as a, oh, woe me, pity me, poor little Emily. No, 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 no. It is such a fucking privilege that I get to do this. And I am well aware of that. I'm just being honest with you guys. And to be honest, again, This was actually supposed to be the intro for a podcast, but I'm just rolling with it. Like, I do not have a script. I'm trying to think through my words as I speak here, and I think I'm going to publish this. So if you're listening, I decided to publish it. (laughs) So let's continue. So besides the idea of, you know, loneliness and being alone and all that fun jazz, I've also started to see how my coping mechanisms are, right? (laughs) So anyone that's had a past with disordered eating, depression, anxiety, whatever your struggle, you know that coping mechanisms can just be something that we cling to, right? And they're not always the best coping mechanisms. Um, I think there's like a handy dandy toolbox you can have full of tools to pull yourself out of a hard situation. And then I think there are coping mechanisms 
that for the most part aren't the best for us and yet we stick with them, right? Like they just kind of become that habit we just can't shake. And so for me, you know, my initial habit whenever I feel alone or loneliness for some reason is to just like pop on Instagram. <laughs> it's I, I feel like many of you can relate where whenever something's wrong in my life, I'm like, well, I might as well just pop on Instagram, right? Like, no, no, the that is the worst idea. Instagram has never had an answer to my problem. Um, maybe once in a blue moon, <laughs> but otherwise all it does is usually like makes the situation worse, right? Like if you're having a bad body image day, if you're having like a hard day with food, um, you go on and you see like all these food accounts or all these body accounts and you just leave feeling like shit. Or if you're having like a depressive episode or an anxious episode, you get on and you see everyone like living their best best life and everyone acting so quote unquote normal and you feel you leave feeling like shit once more um and then whenever you're feeling like alone or loneliness you get on and you see everyone else you know because because once more instagram like we're not showing like hey guys this is me being lonely no we show when we're with people i do the same fucking thing um but what that does is then when people get on there like me when you're feeling a little lonely, just a little lonely, you get on and you leave once more feeling like shit. Because like even though Instagram connects us and you can DM with people, it doesn't fill that space in your heart. It doesn't feel fill that like physical, emotional gap that is loneliness. And so what I've really had to decide on and sort of set a boundary with myself is that when those feelings come up, which is not all the time, like usually for me, I have trigger points, right? So it's waking up in the morning um, and later at night that I just, you know, it's like you just miss people. Like you you want someone to cook dinner with or you want someone to eventually talk to in the morning <laughs> once you've woken up and gotten your day started. And there's just little moments in the day where it'd be nice to like have that essence, Right. And so for me, what I've really had to learn is that how I handle those moments really does impact everything to follow it because it can really determine like how your day is. Like, is it quote unquote like a bad day where you're just stuck in like ruminating negative mindset or is it quote unquote good day where you're like kind of in that positive mindset and you're you're not like you're able to focus and do all the normal life things without being stuck in such a like negative mind space or if it's later in the day like it might affect how you sleep you know or it might affect like how you then wake up in the morning because I genuinely believe like sometimes the energy we go to sleep with is the energy we wake up with and that's how we can get stuck in like a cycle and loop of those you know we've all had those times where it's like you just can't shake that bad feeling for a couple days straight and so what I've done is that I've started to identify what makes me feel good when I'm feeling lonely or when I'm feeling, you know, like all alone in this big wide world. And then I've started to identify what doesn't make me feel good. So starting with what doesn't make me feel good um, is social media, which I think is a no brainer. already touched on that. Um, And then the other one is online shopping. Now, see, this is tricky. I've never had really like an issue with shopping. I'm actually one like I hate shopping. Um, I do not like spending money. And for some reason, though, I think what 
got mixed up in my mind was that I moved into an unfurnished apartment. So there was a lot of shit I needed. Like, guys, I had nothing. Like, for the past week and a half, I've been sleeping on an air mattress. My kitchen's the most well-stocked area because you guys know I love my food and I've got an Instagram, so I've had to be cooking. Um, But besides that, like, I, it's been very empty. And once more, tying into feeling alone (laughs) when you're just living in this, like, empty box of an apartment. But anyway, um... So what happened was I had the justification of I need X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera, like a long ass list of things I needed. And I found myself, you know, whenever I was lonely or alone, it's like, ooh, let's go buy those things, right? And it felt like at first checking things off a to-do list and there were things I needed to do. There were things I needed to buy. But what happened was that when I started to do that in those moments of feeling alone or lonely, um, it would then continue. So then even as I had most of my essentials ordered and I would be content to wait a couple weeks to order more, build up some funds, um, I was still feeling pulled to, well, now what do I need, right? Like I would, I would scrape my mind clean <laughs> trying to think of anything and everything that I would need that I could order because it releases that dopamine effect. Um, it's a distraction, And so I honestly just realized within the last like two, three days that I was using that as a coping mechanism. It was no longer about these are what I need. I had set that habit in place of online shop when you're feeling lonely or loneliness. And that, my friends, that, my friends, is a very slippery slope, especially if you're already in a place where you're like stressing about finances. I mean, honestly, for anyone, like the the slippery slope of online shopping is it's not a fun place to be and so uh that's that's donezo for me because i have my essentials well i still need a washer and dryer (laughs) but besides that like i'm i'm cutting myself off you know i've got to now have a very good reason and i don't it's not allowed to be when i'm feeling lonely or any of that like i want to be very intentional with it if i'm now doing any online shopping So those are my two like things of what not to do. (laughs) Um, Now what to do, you know, when those feelings arise and mind you, this can be applicable to anyone in any situation. It's not like you had to have just moved into an apartment on your own. You could be living at home and feeling alone, which is, I used to feel that same way, even living with my dad and brother, because as I mentioned, there were the moments, you know, at dinner or when we were walking the dog, when I was like, oh, this is so nice to be with them. But otherwise, like, I would get so lonely because I didn't have like a lot of friends in the area and there wasn't anything to do and I was just working from home. And so I still felt that loneliness, right? Like I just brought it with me and I'm now experiencing it in a new way. So this can apply to you if you're living at home with your parents and you're just like, ah, I want to be out like living with friends or something like that, right? Or it can apply to you if you just got, if you were just in a breakup and now you are living on your own without a significant other. Um, It can apply to you if you know, you're quarantining or if you work from home 24-7 and don't have any excuse to like go out and socialize, like there's so many ways this can apply to you. And so I probably should have made that clear right from the get-go, but just remember that. Um, So anyway, some of the things I found that do help me and that I want to prioritize if I'm feeling alone or lonely um, are as stated to follow. (laughs) So one, um, going out. 
Now, I know this always isn't always like an option and maybe it won't even work for you because it makes you feel more alone. But for me personally, I found that it really does help to just go out and observe people because yes, you can still feel a sense of loneliness when you're out and you see all these people like laughing and talking and being lively and you're not included, but you can also like, you can also experience your own moments of magic, right? So if you go out and you're just like stewing and you're like, oh, I hate this. Everyone's so lively. Everyone's so together and I'm here all alone. Then like, sure, you're going to be closed off energetically. No one's going to interact with you. It might make you feel worse. But if you go out and you're like, I just want to be around people. I just want to be around this type of energy. And you go out and you're open and you're just sort of people watching and right, like take everything in with new eyes, which is easy for me to say because I'm in a new area. So I'm literally that like person walking down the sidewalk or driving and I'm just like looking all around trying to take it all in. But if you can go out in any situation like that and just like take everything in, right? Like, uh, like tune into your senses and watch the people all around you and watch how people interact and really get like engrossed, invested in the experience and have that open energy of like, like I want this, you know, like I want to be laughing and hanging out and doing things like this with people. And you go out there with that open energy and I swear like you will find a sense of like, of feeling seen, if that makes sense. So like an example, for me, I found that like, um, Whole Foods and this thrifting store pavement. I love the energy there. I love the vibe. I love the people. And so if I'm having one of these moments, it's not an excuse to go shopping. It's an excuse to socialize. So I'll go to either of the stores and there's a few others around here or a restaurant, whatever it is, or even a park. And I just go and I walk through it, you know, and I might buy one or two things that I actually need. Um, or if it's a park or something like that, I just walk through it. And I just keep myself as open as possible, like energetically. And I swear, like every time someone winds up talking with me over the most random thing, like they can't, they, we start a conversation over jicama at Whole Foods. This happened the other day. Um, and then the next time at Whole Foods, we started a conversation over delicata squash. Um, you know, the one day in the park, it was a small little like interaction about someone liking timber. You know, not me. They like timber. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, when it came to pavement, it was just like the cashier woman, like she asked me, she asked me some question, you know, and I brought up like, oh, I don't really know. Like I just moved here. And so then that brought up like a whole other conversation. Um, and so there's just so many ways that you can like find moments of interaction if you're open to it, you know, like that's the key. Um, so then another thing that is on my list of to do if those moments arise is obviously just connect in any way possible. So this is not feeling afraid to reach out to people and say, hey, I need a little support. <laughs> you know, like if you're in depression, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or disordered eating, this is also a tool that people advise you do. And that is to just be open with those around you. Um, the people that love you. <laughs> okay, we all have someone that loves us. And um, we just have to, we just have to be open and honest with them and say like, hey, I'm feeling a little blue right now. I'm feeling a little lonely. Could we schedule a time to talk? And it doesn't have to be long. It can be 10 or 15 minutes. And, you know, I think what's hard with that is we have a, 
a fear of rejection, right? So we don't want to have people say like, oh, actually I'm too busy because <laughs> that can make it feel worse. Um, or we don't want to feel like a burden to people. Like that's a big thing to me. Um, even texting some of my friends down here to like hang out, I feel so bad. But at the same time, I'm like, I just need to, right? Like I just need to reach out. And so reaching out to people that we already know and love, um, whether that's to me uh, physically or to me virtually or FaceTime or Zoom or a phone call, like don't be afraid to do that. They really do want to help you. They really do want to be there for you. Um, just take some time to think about like who might be the best person to reach out to and then go for it or reach out to a couple. Uh, so then another thing that I've found helps me is movement. So just like with any sort of mental struggle of mine, um, emotional, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, I have found movement to be a huge release for me. Now this can get tricky if you're in recovery, if you have a history of exercise obsession. Um, thankfully, I've gotten to a place where it's very intuitive for me. Just listen to what feels good. And because of that, I can utilize movement as a tool rather than a like unhealthy obsession coping mechanism. <laughs> so for me, movement means that I'm getting out of my head and I'm no longer ruminating and just sort of like downward spiraling in whatever spiral of thoughts I'm in. Uh, movement puts me in my body. It grounds me. It allows me to like tune into my senses um, and just really be present in the moment. And I also think just like the joy that most people feel from movement is another huge factor. And that the combination of like that joy hit, um, like the burst of energy and the way it gets you out of your head and into your body is massive for combating loneliness and feeling alone or any of those like struggles. Um, and you know, when I say movement, this can literally be stretching on your yoga mat. Um, it can be yoga on your yoga mat or carpet. Um, it can be like some sort of small little fitness class maybe, right? Or like a 10 minute dance party. Uh, there's videos for that guys, or you can make your own dance party. Um, this could mean walking, very, one of my favorites. Uh, this could mean running. It could mean literally whatever sounds good to you. Or like, for instance, another form of movement to me, guys, this is how much I love food in the kitchen. Another form of movement to me is cooking and baking. I mean, you're like moving all around the kitchen. Um, you're focused on a recipe. You can put music on or YouTube and it puts you, it gets you present, right? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'm baking or cooking and I'm not like fully present, it never turns out. Like I forget to season it or I forget to set the timer. And so if you really want to make like a good meal or like some good muffins, whatever you're making, baking, cooking, uh, you really want to be present. And so once more, that brings you out of your head and into your body. You're moving around the kitchen. You can put some music on, some feel good stuff. So overall, like that's another way you could technically move, I guess, right? Or clean your house. There we go, guys. That's such a good one. I love cleaning. You're moving around. You put on some feel good stuff, music, podcast, YouTube, whatever. You're moving around. You're cleaning. I mean, who doesn't feel better after a good cleaning session? And then afterwards, your space is free and clear and oh, it's just perfect. Perfect. So that's everything off the top of my mind now. I can't believe I just did that without any notes. Hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully I didn't just waste 20 minutes on nothing. <laughs> and hopefully it resonates with any of you guys that are in transition or at home or working from home 
or just feeling a little blue, a little lonely, a little bit alone. Um, and I'm always here for you. Obviously, if I'm feeling this way, then I'm more than happy when you guys reach out, we can chat, we can connect. Uh, this is something that a lot of us face. And I think it's hard to admit it because it, I don't know, it can feel like a weakness, but it's not. Vulnerability is a strength. You guys know that and I know that. And sometimes we just need a little reminder of it. So please reach out if you need support in this time. I'm happy to be there for you. Um, I'm happy to connect. And if you enjoy the show, whether that's the guest interviews or these sometimes random (laughs) solo episodes that I just decide to throw up there, um, like, let me know. You can leave a rate and review, which helps the show so much, reminds me of why I do this all, and helps people find it. And you can always share with people on social media and tag me at Emily Feichels or at Let's Thrive Podcast. Uh, You can share with like an in-person friend, you know, maybe you meet Susie to go for a walk and you're like, hey Susie, I have this amazing podcast that you should listen to. And I love when people say that they found the podcast through a friend because, you know, sharing is caring, folks. (laughs) Uh, Either way, though, I appreciate you all for listening and supporting in whatever ways that you do. And I hope you have a glorious rest of your day, wherever you are, however you're listening to this. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.